Hey, I'm Kate. And this is Heather. And, and this, this is, is Travel, Travel Pro Theory. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, never. It's never going to be okay. Gosh darn it. <laughs> oh. I like you, so, you pause and then I'm like, okay, I'll say it. Then, I know. Well, anyways, I, yeah, no, I did. I paused because I was like, I was like uh, uh, uh. well, like, you know, guys, one day, one day we'll get it. And, um, Maybe. Until then. <laughs> and I was like, until that day. <laughs> uh, so today we're kind of talking uh, really mostly about ICs. Like, should you bring on an IC? Is that the best thing for your business? How do you know when you're ready? Kind of all of those things. And we have, we have a lot to talk about. We have a ton of notes on this one. Um, but I do think we're going to kind of start it actually from the financial aspect of the business. Uh, but before we kind of dig in too far, right before we hit record, Heather was making a really good point about how in, in our industry, I see could feel like the default and that that doesn't necessarily need to be the case for your business. So what we're hoping to do over this, over this episode is help you kind of walk through those steps and consider other options because it's not a one size fits all. And, and unfortunately, ICs being the default has kind of, um, not to sound negative, but in some ways, it's a double-edged sword. It's really nice that it's easy to bring people into your business, um, but it's also can be negative, negative for the industry because that's sort of where you get a little bit of an MLM vibe if there's people out there just trying mm-hmm. to, just trying to sign people up without. Um, educating and giving them experience and being their mentor and, and bringing them up in the industry in a way that's nice, nicely reflects on the industry as a whole. Right. If that makes right. sense. We want, I, I don't think it comes as a surprise to anybody who's listened for a while that like we want something longer term. We, we're looking for longevity and we're looking for legacy and that we want we just want you to pause before you rush into that because you feel like that's what everybody else is doing just own where we've said it before like own where you're at know your lane and then when it's time then make that move it'll it'll work out it's i mean duh it'll work out much better if you (laughs) if you do that versus rushing into something that um yeah you know maybe and and know that we say that coming from a place, we are not experts at having independent contractors. Uh, Katie has never had an IC. Her model does not support that at all. <laughs> that would be silly. Um, yeah. And I have only had a few, three, four over, and that's really only been in the last year to 18 months at most. Um, yeah. It's, not I just don't and I've said this before I don't have huge plans of having a huge team at this point stage in my career um it's just it's just not what I'm at personally after but we do know a thing or two about hiring in general at this point and we have so much data from <laughs> you guys and just watching our own peers walk through various you know, ways of handling things and hearing what their pain points are and hearing what your pain points are as you've hired ICs, et cetera, or been an IC, actually. That's a huge part of this. Um, yes. So we're just asking that you don't become another fly-by-night, how'd you say it, fly-by-night host agency host. without any resources. Yeah. That I mean, that's something. provides, like, a true value. Yeah, that's part of the reason TPT even even came along. Like we've talked a lot about host uh, over the past year plus that we've been been around now as TPT, and we, um, that's kind of one of the the top things that uh, we hear we hear from people in, in our industry is just that they don't feel that they're getting the resources and support etc from their from their host. So that's something to keep in mind in the reverse. So if you're bringing on an IC, you have to be that person who's providing those resources and education and bringing that person up into the industry, uh, bringing up all all the little baby agents to grow up and be a part of our... Yeah, like be a it. part of our industry and, um, you know, be a good reflection on you and your brand and just the travel industry as a whole. Um, so I, I think, actually, I think that's an, an easy way to look at it. Um, 
because most of you either are an IC now or you have been an IC. So you you know what the experience is like on the other side. So if you're thinking of bringing someone on, um, consider what you would have needed along the way. Okay. So So digging into the financials, yeah. Yeah. Because we both think that this is really the core of it. Um, There's obviously other components we're going to cover, but at the core of it, you need to be asking yourself, really, I mean, first and foremost, have you met your own revenue goals before you're considering bringing on anyone in whatever capacity this other person could potentially be coming into your company as? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Have you, have you met the goals that you want to set for yourself? Are you bringing enough in? Um, this is, ICs are not easy money. I know that it's kind of easy. It could seem that way. It could seem lucrative when you're like, well, I'll take a cut. They'll just be off and selling a bunch of stuff and I'll take a cut of their commission. Um, and it, it totally doesn't really work out that way. Um, this, I don't know if this is a controversial, like a hot take or not. In my personal opinion, Mm -hmm. I think if you cannot afford, um, you know, an employee, even part-time, that maybe you are not in a position to bring on an IC, because even if it's not money coming out of your pocket, so to speak, because, you know, it's a cash flow thing, you're you're making a part Mm -hmm. of their money as they start to make money, they are, they are absolutely taking time away from your business because it is a huge time spend to train someone as particularly if you're bringing someone on like I'm talking about this as in bringing someone with little to no experience the time that you're going to spend training is taking away from your business and that will cost that costs money um, so right, if you're not in a train. position yeah so if, if you're not at a place financially with your business to bring that on um, then it's probably not the time we kind of lump all of these into one category, whether that's bringing someone on in terms of an employee or an IC uh, or a VA. So even though it's not out of pocket upfront cost, it does cost you time. And that is our most precious resource, really. So um, that's something to keep in mind. And I know we talk about this all the time in the background, which is for me, when I um, finally brought on an employee, I have an employee working half time right now. Um, the numbers of it gave me comfort in that I ran the numbers. I know exactly what it will cost if I keep her at the same level all year and what I need to hit if I want to move her up to full time. And I went into the year fully confident. Like I'm not worried that I'm I'm not going to be able to keep her on or if I have a bad month, like nothing's going to change that. Like it's, that's, that money's taken care of for the year and I don't have to think about that anymore. But I also last year was the first year I like I kind of hit that big money goal I was looking for. And and I I feel like saying big money goal makes it sound like I brought in a lot of money. I it was yeah, my first six falling now. <laughs> it was my first six figure revenue year. I'm not paying myself six figures. My first six figure revenue year was last You're year. Not? And uh, I know, know. son of a, Um, so that's a number I've been working for for a long time. And it took me a long time to get there, y'all. I mean, that was, last year was year six. Um, So it it took a hot minute. It was a slow build, but I got there and I hit that goal. And then as soon as I knew I was on track to hit it, it was like, yep, now's the time to really bring someone on who's going to be with the team long term. Well, and we're going to get into this more later as we work through these different things. But the other thing is, too, when you're considering all this financial, it's a really easy question. I know you did this um, to ask your accountant. Hey, yeah, walk me through if I want to pay somebody ten fifty an hour or twelve fifty an hour, fifteen whatever this magical number is that you're thinking about. How much is this really going to cost me in terms of taxes? That is a question an accountant would be happy to answer. You could just base it, to make it simple, base it on the state that you're in for now. It might shift, you know, if you hire somebody, a VA or somebody who's out of state, like obviously it might shift a little bit. For the most part, you'll get a rough number. That That's a good question to be asking. But also you knew specifically in terms of when we start thinking about the financials and hiring, like you knew specifically what you needed to hire an employee to do. Yes. Because the employee in both of you and I's case, 
we each have one employee and yeah. neither of them are revenue uh what's the word i want revenue yeah they're builder. they're not oh, selling you know I mean. yes thank yeah, you they're not selling <laughs> they're not yeah they're not another revenue stream but what they do is allow us to focus on the part we're good at, which is selling, and I can bring in more money. Like I, yes, she costs me money, but at the same time, she's doing a whole, you know, list of short list of things that I can cannot do anymore, or we're taking away from the part that does make revenue, and so it evens itself out. But yeah, you have to oh, be very totally. careful in that. It was very deliberate and careful in all of those thought processes. Um, Whereas it was kind of funny too, financially, when I brought on my first IC, it was it was truly mutually, mutually beneficial. She needed a place to go. It kind of rolled in my lap. And I knew that I was like early in my pregnancy for this, with this child and knew that this could be a good long-term fit. Like I'm going to need a, some sort of strategy. And, um, you know, bringing her on worked and we had some time to kind of work through that together now. And, um, I think what I still was shocked at, and I, I know a lot of you also, uh, follow Lindsay Epperly and, you know, really respect and trust her opinion too. And something she told me long ago was that to give like an IC almost two years, like you, if this is going to be a two year deal in the sense of like this yeah. is how much time it takes from you from your business from you and i i would say that yeah yeah that's wholeheartedly right so financially it's also a decision of like do i have this time within the next two years to give up and potentially either take a small lower con on commission because i'm sharing things with her in order to teach her or because all right, guys, we had a little sound internet difficulty. It dropped, so we're picking right back up. So Heather was talking about um, our good friend, Lindsay Epperly, and how she had said that it takes about two years for an IC to kind of be up and up and on their own, right? Wasn't that the idea? Yeah, so that's something you need to factor into the financials too in terms of like time equals money. Do you have, because every IC contract can look a little different. Yours is probably going to look different than mine or you might have one where it looks similar to mine and one where it doesn't, et cetera. Um, but for example, I might in my specific case, let's say I actually saw another pregnancy announcement yesterday. So I know there's actually a whole new like school class, excuse me, of moms that are coming up and within the industry. And yeah. so you're all trying to prepare for these things. And you might be like, well, I'm going to take, we're going to do a 50, 50 split on this IC contract because I need somebody to back me up while I'm on maternity leave. Okay. So now financially I'm taking a hit on all those client trips that I would have gotten norm, you know, my hundred percent commission yeah. or whatever, if you're in a host agency situation, whatever your split is. So that's the financial thing also has to be looked at First and foremost, are you meeting your own revenue goals at this point? Yes. Then secondly, what is this actually going to cost me? Can I take a slight hit? Um, I, I did clarify, clear this with um, met, uh, my IC, my one IC to share. But like in 19, I only had someone with me for four to five months, but I have made less than $1,500. So yeah. I, we, that will be changing in 20, fortunately. But like, I was actually shocked to see that number. I didn't think I had made a lot, but like, that's the reality of the number. And I want to be very clear that like, there's a good long-term goal here. I think I just said this on the last podcast episode too. Like, I love, I love this girl. I want to see her succeed. She's, I would like her to stick around for as long as possible. So financially, I'm okay with that. But it was like, oh, hey, this is not a huge moneymaker at this point yeah. in time. Um, the other thing is too, unless obviously, of course, if you have somebody who's coming in with a, an established book of business and you already know what type of business they're selling, might be a slightly different story then. And of course, yeah. depends on your cut. But let's most of the time, it's we're not seeing that. We're seeing newer to industry folk who are coming in who need your leads mm -hmm. and who and then, you know, need your advice and help and assistance. So I just yeah. have your have your shit straight in terms of finances. And I, I was like, yes. Lindsay says that actually too. She's like, you must have 
your your ish together and know what you're doing um, before you go and try yeah. to drag somebody else and then stress yourself out because that's not necessary either. Who wants to be stressed no, about that's, that? No, it's not going to be good. So yeah, ICs are just like we said, just, they're not easy money. It is, it's not a solution. If you're not currently hitting your revenue goals, an IC is not the solution to that. Um, because like oh, that's a good Heather was saying, thank you. Um, they, if you get someone who does have a lot of experience in a book of business, um, not that it doesn't happen, but more than likely, I mean, they're going to need to be somewhere where they're not giving up money. Do you know what I mean? Like that's the value is having the book of business. If they're already getting that in, why would they take less commission? So what's the advantage? Yeah. So most what are you offering that is so good? What are you offering? Yeah, exactly. So that's why we're kind of... Taking it as the angle of like most of the ICs coming on would be little to no experience. Because the other thing, um, anybody who's super ends up being super successful, I see has Katie used to this earlier and we were doing show notes, but they Mm. have opportunities. So this is also a financial thing because if you're going to, let's say the average IC takes two years out of your business. And or I don't know yeah. if that's a good way of saying it. If taking out of your business, but it takes two years of time. It's a it's a two year time investment. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I was like, that's probably a better way of saying it. But if they're actually really good or have great lead sources, whatever the case mm-hmm. is, then what's their what's their advantage to staying as like potentially a sub agent or whatever? I know every host agency yeah. uses different terms. So and I'm thinking of a couple in my head that I know of that I'm like, what would be the advantage to staying under that versus going out directly with the host agency or finding another um, affiliation or host agent to work with that they could be bringing in anywhere between 10 to 30% more. So yeah. that's the other side of it too is like, you know, you have to you have to understand where your pros and cons are and lay them out. Yeah, appropriately. Absolutely. Yeah, if you get someone who's just like a solid rock star, they're amazing, and they they may and they may stay with you for the long haul. But just you you do have to. That's that's the opportunity, and that's the risk of the business is that it's easy to move around as an IC, mm-hmm. and um, so their their time with you might be finite. And so you are putting in a significant time investment. So you want to make sure that it's going to be worthwhile to you um, for whatever reason, whether that's strategically adding to your business, uh, whether that is financial growth that you're looking at. Either way, um, it has to be kind of worth the time that you're about to spend, that you're about to put in. Um, do you want to, I was going to say, you just, you kind of touched on this, so maybe we should just move into this. Um, yeah. Like reasons you would add an IC employee versus this, you touched on strategic. And I think that's such a big part of this. Yeah, absolutely. So we were kind of talking about, um, like reasons you would want to add on, um, an IC in particular, but it really applies to, to any, anyone you're bringing into your business, whether it's a VA or an employee or an affiliate in some way. Um, but when, when to consider it, cause we've already kind of covered, this is not just a, Hey, I can make more money real <laughs> super easy, set it and forget it. Passive. It's not passive income. Let's also say that it is not passive. You will be working for it. Um, but this is not another uh, it, revenue stream. No. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's not just automatic revenue. Uh, but I think there's kind of like two situations when you should really consider it. And one, and to me, this is kind of the the primary one, uh, is if they're filling in an area of your business strategic. Um, strategically. So whether that is they are coming onto your business to handle everything to a certain destination, they're going to handle everything around a a certain type of client, or in Heather's case, someone to help fill in during maternity leave. Like that's a strategy to keep your business going and keep things growing in the direction it needs to. And then two, uh, if you are at capacity, like you're hitting your money goals, you're fully at capacity, um, then then yeah, that's a good time to bring someone on because you're ready to train someone and pass pass down leads um, and keep that going in that way. So th- to me, those are sort of the two two times, whether it's yeah. you, you've, you've already, like you've maxed out the, the amount that you can take and the money you can make yourself and it's time to bring someone else on uh, or if, if you need a strategy 
in terms of expanding your business in that way. Mm-hmm. That you they're fill, you keep getting leads because I have an IC that handles only my national parks trips, national mm-hmm. park trips, and so she feels a strategic need of this is something I kept being asked for. This makes you know she's clearly the expert here doing that. Um, I think what we see a lot of times is that most people bringing on ICs are not doing it strategically at all. They're just bringing them in in droves. And we all know that that's um, not, not a positive thing. I was, Katie, I was telling you yesterday, I saw on social media, I guess it was Facebook, maybe a, um, a girl I went to high school with is a realtor and she has been doing, she's been in real real estate there we go for as long as you and I've been selling travel so it's so interesting to me to see the parallels in other industries like this too I think the wedding planning industry is happening this way the photography industry is happening this way but you know she was like guys I've run into three brand new you know realtors in the last how many days trying to put like a certain loan on this listing I have. And obviously I know nothing about real estate and it apparently it was like a misfit. You can't do this type of loan with this type of housing. And she was like, stop just bringing people in, giving them a desk and hoping, you know, she's like, everybody's got to learn. I'm not faulting them there, which is, I think sometimes Katie and I struggle with this trying to come across like, we're not faulting you for trying to learn. We all have to learn, yeah. but there are, you know, ways to approach it. Um, and I, I just was like, oh man, this is happening in the, in the real estate industry, even though they have to like, they at least have some sort of like barrier to entry, yeah, there's but it's still tests. happening yeah. that they're like, you know, out there just bringing people in left and right. I mean, we all see the signs like, yeah. you want to be a realtor today? Great. That's, yeah. basically, <laughs> that's basically our industry. Too. You want to be a travel agent today? Fabulous. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, I just think a lot of people, a lot of, we all know a host agency or two probably that is basically using that methodology of like, you want to be a travel agent today, do that. It's not a strategic growth. It's a, hopefully this pays off financial at some point. Yeah, they they only want your sign up fee. They're not really planning on you. If you sell, that's a bonus. They're not (laughs) anticipating it. And they don't care with who because it's still volume. Like, yeah. get it, girl or boy. Yep. Um, <laughs> I guess the other thing, because we're going to go into a list of ways, you know, things that you could ask yourself in terms of are you ready to bring on whomever. But I also think we should go dig a little bit into, like, the different people you can bring on once you're financially ready. Yeah. So, of course, you have an employee. Um, we've... Feel like I feel like we've talked about this so much, but Katie, why don't you tell them what your employee does for you? Yeah, you had you had a strategic list of what she was going to do for you, and I think I said this earlier, but like you knew exactly what you were delegating. And let's also talk about the fact it took Katie a while to delegate, but she got there, and now it's yeah, that's yeah, that's a whole other thing, and I'm still doing it very, I'm doing it slowly and in a way that feels. Feels good. Um, Yeah, currently, I mean, ultimately, we're sort of working a little bit backwards. And I'm just training her to do one chunk of like one type of task at a time until it's exactly how I like, and then we'll move on to the next thing. So she started out with um, just some like side back end projects, like help filling up my Travify library and helping with some blog posts, things like that to sort of just familiarize her with the areas that I'm in, the sites that she's going to see the most often. And then our next step, which is the phase we're in now, is she puts together the Travify itinerary. So I still do the planning. I put it together, price it out, and I assign her, um, I, I write an outline. So it'll be like day one, this, this, this. And she'll go through and put it together, you know, sort of write the things that need to be written. I mean, most cases we have this saved, but if we don't, she saves it and adds it to our Travify library. And I have to say she's killing it. She's been doing it now a couple weeks. And there was a, a, it's a feedback loop. I had to like go over how I like things. And now 
she does it it's it's pretty much like no on nearly no edits like very very minimal and so we're going to be actually working on the next level um which is i'm, I'm going to have her start working on some documents uh and stuff like that so we'll do that for a good while and then once i feel good about that she'll start booking some things in the background so i have a a plan and she's in on it <laughs> she knows what's happening she knows the direction we're going which is to just sort of work backwards a little bit and take things in chunks because i want her to be so familiar with the back-end processes of putting together an itinerary of how we book things of how we create documents before we approach the this is how my brain works this, these are how we plan trips this is what north and leisure is about because it's still building that in the background right now because she's putting together itineraries constantly. So she's seeing what goes into most itineraries. She's seeing the most common routes. So you're kind of already building that. But yeah, I was very deliberate in what I wanted to have her do. Um, and the things that I'm having her do, those tasks, are intended to free up my time so that I can sell more. And Thank, honestly, thank God I hired someone because I would not be hitting deadlines this January, February, had I not um, had her helping. So we have a really good, we found our rhythm with that uh, really well. So yeah, as, in terms of an employee, I would say you want to be very deliberate in what you're going to delegate. And that is kind of a benefit to an employee is that if you're someone like me, who I struggle with delegating a bit, so I like it to be slow and controlled for both of our sakes. Um, I want to be in control of it, and I also want to set her up for success. I don't want to just throw stuff at her. Like, we're doing it in a way that, that's going to feel good for both of us. Um, but when you're bringing on an IC, yes, you, you have to train them still, uh, but ultimately, they want to get out there on their own. You want them to be out there on their own because they you want them to start selling and creating revenue. Um, but it doesn't allow for that really deliberate, slow, slow growth that an employee does. Like I was able to structure it so it allows me to still make more money, but also keep the process um, at a pace that I'm comfortable with. I think that, that makes is sense. such a good point here because it's you're you're a hundred percent right. Like the IC model is so much more is so rushed. Because yeah. everybody wants to make money out of it. Otherwise, it's just a time spend. But I feel like maybe that's the one thing I've done right with this, with one of my ICs. I'm not saying I've done it right with anybody else. But um, yeah, we're just, it's, well, and the thing is to, the, I'm trying to think how, how best to work this in. Because something else I see, feel like we see happen both in my own experience and in others too is when it's the IC model they tend to like go balls to the walls at first and yes. they yeah. rush out of the gate and they're like signing up for this signing up for that da, da, da. and then sometimes you find out they're do especially if they're carrying your brand you'll find out they're doing things that you didn't actually want them to do or you would have said no to or wh whatever the case may be you're slightly uncomfortable so now you're constantly having conversation about about things that honestly like kind of feel silly in a way where you're like, hey, next time don't do that. Or yeah. um, this is how we'd approach this next time. Or the other thing is too, you sometimes have less control. Well, you've already said this, but like you ha you do have less control over the IC model in, some, in a lot of cases too. Um, let's yeah. say they go get net rates from one of your favorite suppliers, but you're not kept in the loop of the conversation. Not that you need to be necessarily, but you don't know what's happening and we just don't know what's happening. And then it could be basically blowing up in your face at a, another point in time. Um, something else that we have noticed recently is, and just to like kind of keep in the back of your mind as you're potentially bringing somebody on is we see a lot of people who are new to industry or wanting to get into the industry. They like immediately go out and start a branding project whether yes. whatever their intentions are on that branding project is obviously could be slightly different for each person but they have Katie you're always like that's an exit strategy so mm -hmm. you you want all my knowledge but you're telling me at some point you're going to leave and go and but you want to build and, a brand yeah but yeah and and you know so i think it's just something to be aware of 
Like, what does the person yeah. want with that brand? What is their what is their purpose and what is their goal and what is their intention? And you know what? In their defense, they if they're seeing anything on Instagram like what you and I see every day, of course they think they need a brand. Like, yeah. we are branding obsessed right now. <laughs> it's true. We are a generation is, of brand. Yeah. I was about to say, this is the era of the personal brand. Like, <laughs> yeah. Everybody has got a brand. In 60 it's years, they're going to be like, this is very odd. <laughs> yeah. Like, is everyone just everybody themselves all the time? Yeah. yeah. Basically, yeah, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would say so. I even saw that, remember, when I was hiring and I put, actually, just a little side note, my employee I got from Instagram, from she found me on the hiring hashtag, so just an FYI. It, it works, it works. <laughs> um, so I, uh, when I put that post up, I think it, was, it may have even been from the TPT side where I said, like, North and Leisure's hiring. It was kind of interesting. It was a, a little... Um, I had a few people in the travel industry either reach out oh, to yeah. apply or they wanted to apply. And I found it really fascinating because a lot of them were actually pretty upfront about their, um, they were like, well, I'd love to learn under you. I'm trying to get into the industry. And, but they already had created an own, their own brand. They just hadn't built a business yet. And it's like, why would I ever do that? I don't need, I'm not, personally, I for my business, it does not make sense for me to invest the time it takes to train someone uh, for them to take just use that as an education, uh, you know, an education course, and to go on on their own. That's not that's not a fit for my business. I've always known I would be an employee model. And that's that's the road I'm taking. Uh, But there was something else you were just saying, it made me think, oh, that was it. So when you do have ICs, and like Heather was saying, if they're out there, kind of either reaching out to suppliers and you don't know or things that you where you're not kept in the loop and they're not necessarily fully trained on how you would do things if you have brought them in and they are using your branding they are representative of you um so just kind of understand that risk and i think it kind of goes back to even how we just started this episode where it's not <laughs> we hear it all the time where people are like well, I want to bring on ICs because I want to grow my business. But what they're really kind of the the between the lines of that is like, I want to grow my revenue. Um, and those are two different things because you have to understand if you if it's just about growing your business and you bring someone on and they are representing you, they have your brand, you would be you'd be terrified to hand off your clients or your like best supplier relationships to someone oh with gosh. zero experience without like monitoring their every move. Well, you would be scared to death. I mean that that goes that w- also without saying for the employee model too, just because I ran into that yes. personally with the like yeah, no matter actually you you make a really good point here that I think we need to to just touch on for a second. Cause mm-hmm. we have talked about the scaling and, and I'm sorry I think it's my um what's the water pump thing you can hear it's like it's not my heat that if you just heard running what's the water pump thing oh you know the water in your basement no what's the thing in your basement yeah. so it pumps water out never mind whatever oh, that thing is called I, I just heard Florida it running it doesn't have basements I forget oh, what they're sorry. called it's been a while since I've lived well, in good. basement states <laughs> yeah I was like well good <laughs> we're just gonna chalk it up I was like sorry I just heard it kick on I was like oh no can hear it. it's fine um should go off in a second you bring up a good point though about specifically the term growing your business just because you have an IC does not mean you're growing your business. Just because you have an employee doesn't mean you've grown your business. Yeah. I mean, to me, I should Google this. Um, what does, like, is there a dictionary term of like, what does growing your business mean? To me, it's always a financial thing. Yeah, and I, well, I think it's too... Uh... I think you could kind of make your own definition of it, to be honest. I definitely think financial is involved um, in one Because way at the end another. of the day, you could have 15 team members. And if your profit never goes up by like anything, yes. is that really yes. business growth? No, you've just, you're just constantly yeah. sitting in the red, probably. <laughs> but- yeah, no, that's... That's true. I guess I was thinking of it as, yeah, you're right. It has to be. It really is revenue driven. Like, because even, even if it's even a long, a long scary? play, yeah. Because well, I'm trying to think if I like for well, me, you, if I were bringing, if I were to bring someone on just to get more volume, 
my end goal there is to have enough room nights to get a better contract, which is still revenue related. Well, <laughs> so that's what right. I was just going to say. Yeah. Like you, even you bringing on an employee was so that you could do what you do best, sell more. Mm-hmm. Yes. And and that, yeah. of course, has a financial impact. Um, so I guess, yeah, <laughs> just because you bring on an IC or you bring on a whomever doesn't necessarily mean, it doesn't immediately equate growing your business. Yeah. So don't get wrapped up into that thought. Don't get wrapped yeah. up into the scaling, the, scaling yeah. and ra- grow, you know, just like be good where you are. And then because you will have so much more long term success. Um, yeah. The, the other thing that we wanted to bring up. So we've talked about employee. Of course, there's virtual assistants and the kind of the difference between that and it or kind of the difference between a VA and an employee is that a VA probably runs their own business, which means they're mm-hmm. a 1099. Yes. A 1099. So you, don't have the same, uh, you don't have the same tax responsibility there. They are typically at a much higher hourly rate, though, than an employee. Yeah, because, yeah, because they're supporting their own business. They you're, right. you're not they're providing any equipment. Feast. You're not doing taxes. Um, also, I mean, depending on what your situation is, to, most often they they have other clients, so you aren't the defi- by definition for an IC. I know some people probably like skirt the rules on this a little bit, um, but by definition for an IC, you cannot dictate their hours um, either. So you can give deadlines, but they can do it in their own time, so you don't have that same control. I think a virtual virtual assistants are great. I mean, we've obviously we talk about Jenna all the time. Um, I was say had one for years, but she still yeah, does stuff for me. I, and I think that's a good way to start, actually. So if you're kind of reaching a point of needing a little extra help, but you haven't hit those money goals yet, where you know you can support an employee for X number of weeks, you know, in continuity without worrying about it. Um, that's when you can you could bring on a VA because that's you know they can step in and help more hours one month less hours the next month uh, and they have that kind of flexibility there and well, also they're not they're in the background they're not out there representing your brand in the same way we were talking about so in that same breath too it goes back to what both you and I hired our employees for specific purposes and. Yes. That's the other side of this. What do you need them to do? So maybe, again, it's all strategic. So yeah. maybe you don't, haven't hit your, um, maybe you're not having, <laughs> maybe you don't have enough leads to outsource. So an IC isn't really what you're thinking, but you're like, you know, something's got to give. You're at the point where you can financially afford to do something. Maybe that's outsourcing your newsletter. That's one thing somebody could do. Mm-hmm. Um she, the, my my employee handles all client documents. That's specifically what she does. She does our new client and returning client mailer swag gift. Excuse yeah. the fact that I don't have a term for that. She sends our welcome home postcards, and she sends um all. She handles putting all the travel documents together. She has these specific roles. That allow me yeah. to focus on what I'm good at. Your employee, you already went through that list, has a specific yeah. set of roles. If you're just hiring a VA or an assistant or an employee f- without purpose, like that is, it's such a waste of money. You're never going to grow total, from that. No, you're never going to grow from that. And I, I think we see that a lot. And trust me, I get it. I totally understand that instinct. Like I've been saying, I've said it for many years before I finally. Um, did hire an employee where I was like, I just need help. Like I need help. And I didn't totally know what that was going to look like yet. And so I guess the question that you need to ask yourself, sort of regardless of what road you go down, whether that's employee or VA or an IC, um, is that you have to be focused. You have to have a focus. You have to be deliberate. And you have to get really good at delegating because Here's the thing, <laughs> delegating, as soon as you have to delegate something, it will expose where you are weak, it will expose your lack of confidence, it will expose any disorganization in your systems. Because all of a sudden, when like those 87 steps you take to do the one thing that you don't think about because you're used to, you have to take it out of your brain and explain it to someone else. Um, so we really talked about this on the last episode, but it definitely bears repeating. Like. The, the first steps to do when you're feeling busy 
and so that your default isn't, oh, I need an IC or whatever, um, is to basically clean up your side of the street. Like, where can I make my system better? Where can I work smarter? Where can I be more efficient? Uh, because that's also going to make bringing mm -hmm. someone on like a lot more seamless, more efficient, uh, because right. I, can, I, mean, I can tell you from less. experience. Yeah, you'll spend a lot less. Um, I can tell you from experience of when you're trying to delegate something that's like hard, hard to explain to someone else, it's like they're not just going to step in and understand it. And that can, it's going to feel frustrating for you and it's going to feel frustrating for them. And that doesn't really set up that relationship for success. Like not That's that true. it's not possible. You can sort it out together, of course. Um, but it's a lot easier. The other thing I think too is people kind of, I, I think it's very easy to default into that. Well, we'll, fi we'll figure it out that that what I just said, that we'll figure it out together kind of attitude. And not that that's wrong. You do. It's a learning process and it's a give and a take and you want feedback going both ways. But at the end of the day, like you, whether you're bringing on an IC, whether you bring a VA, an employee, an affiliate, you're the leader. <laughs> so you are the person who has to be very clear in your focus and your vision and what you want them to do, the role you want them to take, how you want things done, how you're going to delegate. Because otherwise, it leaves a lot of room for interpretation. And if if you're well, like me, good. I'm very much, no, it's not good. I'm very much <laughs> the person that's like, I want I want someone else to take control of it. And then I, I rarely um, <laughs> am cool with it when it, later. Um, because I like things the way I like it. I've, it is what it is. I'm not going to apologize well, but for that. It, you, you also, like, put putting yourself on the other side of the shoes, I would hate that. I would hate being like, I don't know, she's real wishy-washy. And I'm not saying yes. that, that I'm perfect at that. I'm, I, I think it's sometimes hard in, in our jobs, too, because I think of specifically that's why I'm like, the systems being in place really help support in this specific yeah. career path. Because you and I both know that – it's you're constantly talking out a trip. We might go yeah. this direction for this trip. Actually, I would just send an email to um, my IC yesterday for some a trip that she's going to take, and I was like, "Once you talk to her, da, 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 like, <laughs> let's figure this out. Yeah. We might go this way. We might go this way because I don't know until I have more context and detail. And so, knowing that at least the system side of everything is in place is such a, a huge. It's like, you know, the backbone. To keep, to yeah. allow that wiggle room in the creative process, for lack of a better term, um, you know, it, it gives us that ability to have the creative process while still having a good structure to work around. And I would yeah. not enjoy knowing, well, I don't know what she would say or do or what to do because that's very confusing. And then, and then when the, when it comes back, um, and you're like, hey, this isn't right but you haven't laid that out or established it, it becomes really awkward for, for both people. Like both of you, you yeah. as the, as the, the leader and also the whatever, you know, title they have. Um, it, it becomes really awkward and does, it doesn't set anybody out, anybody up for success. It really builds resentment over time. So, yeah. And, and that's where the feed, like feedback is super, super important to, to just to, like address things right away. Be like, Hey, and you can, you, it's, I'm not saying like, and that's the hardest people. part. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, for some of to us. me, yeah, I haven't, I, I've, I've, I've luckily found it very easy with my current employee. Cause we just have a good, it's a, it's, it feels easy. Um, where I could be like, Hey, listen, I understand why you would, would have done this, uh, because you didn't have all the information. This is why. And then I make sure to explain why I wouldn't do something like she did or why it would be different in a certain instance compared to another. Or, hey, from now on, we're going to start doing this. And it's it's not a big deal. We just move it, keep it moving forward. Um, and it's it's just... Um, you made me think that, of something too. Here's the hard part about whether whoever you're bringing on in whatever capacity. You don't know until, until you know. And yes. people who you think are going to be really successful and get it. I think we mm -hmm. all know anybody who's semi-successful in this industry knows that there are people who just get it and people who don't. And I'm sure it's the same for any career path. But yeah. You don't know that, so you could put time, energy, finances into these people and then find out, you know what? They just never got it. It was never going to happen. Didn't work. Um and that's something 
that you just don't know until you're riding through this and you're like, well, that did not go how I thought it would, but here we are. And uh, here we are. <laughs> like, <laughs> we have to, now we have to go to the next step. We need to either move yeah. on or come together and decide, you know, what, what works best for the, the, the company. Um, and, and so, you know yeah, so that, like, I was just gonna say, you know what that made me think is, um, because it's really difficult when you have someone and you know it's not working out and you've got to kind of make that decision. Or it can be difficult be- like being the leader and stepping into being confident in-, in delegating. And we talked about this a lot on the last episode, and I think that it bears repeating here too, is you need to you need to have a level of confidence. Like, are you ready to bring on an IC and an employee? Are you confident enough to delegate and to give feedback and to ha- maybe have to fire someone if something goes wrong? Do you have the confidence? And I, I, I don't know if this is right or wrong, but this is the first thing that came to mind for me, which is if you don't have the confidence to, if you're still getting walked over by your clients, and you don't have the confidence oh, to stand up to point. them when it's coming to a trip, no to them. Then, you, then you're not going to be able to do it for an employee. You're just not. <laughs> no. No. Or, it's, or it's it's painful. I consider it's myself painful a pretty strong person, and I drowned at the amount of people I feel like I got rid of in the last year. It killed me every time. Like, I had to emotionally go go well, go through that process every time well you're building a relationship you know and and you're yeah you're trusting them with something that's if you're so like precious. If you're like us yeah like uh, the, the business it's is my baby it's yeah and now well yeah, especially when you have other people if you're trying to you know do our favorite word scale and grow but like then you have people who are relying on you like yes my employee relies on me to bring in that income because she i mean you know, wants it for her family, et cetera. So it's, yeah. it's a total big picture, constant thing that we're, we're looking at here. Um, I just want to touch on this and then I think we should move into like, here's some of those questions that we had of like, yeah. uh, but you're ready. Something that I've worked in this year and not that you, you could work this in a couple of different ways, just over versus the IC model and stuff. Um, Cause we've talked about VA. We talked about, employee i think we've talked about ic uh yeah affiliate yeah just so in my circumstance i used the word affiliate um for specifically for maternity leave um i actually i worked with the one affiliate i have before that too but essentially we came up with a contract together that is a little bit more it's 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 just a a better commission rate let's be real Uh, because she's going to take these clients on for me as her own brand i'm not asking her to keep them in the hctc house she is using my accreditation though i'm collecting the commission and then i'm paying her a higher cut to take care of these clients but i consider her an affiliate um by all technical purposes her contract does say independent contractor but it is written differently the terms of that agreement are different than my ic contract um and when it comes to the client they're seeing her as as a colleague but as a but yeah under her like it's her brand i'm not yeah i wasn't trying to fuss with like but you have to keep it under like because at the end of the day the back end doesn't matter to the client and i don't want it to matter to them it yeah. mat- that's you know between her and I, but it's just, it was just easier to just introduce her that way as like here's my colleague, here you know here's all her info, here's why I trust her. Um, actually, you and I have this essentially this agreement too for anybody. Oh, yeah, for Ireland yeah. and Scotland too. As I go on maternity leave, you're handling all of that. So there are other options out there if you're feeling you are in a similar situation where you're either trying to take some things off your plate or. You want to be able to give out a certain type of work or a certain destination of work to a colleague, but you're like, I don't need an IC. There are, like, write your own terms, you know? Make the terms work for the two of you. Um, So that was just something I wanted to. No, I I think that's a really good good point. And and I would actually, you know, because we sort of started this out by saying maybe IC shouldn't be the default. I actually think, I don't know if I would call this an, an affiliate, but it's sort of in that lane. To me, cre- like getting yourself some referral buddies would be yeah, my first step. Saying, yeah. 
Yeah, get you the person that handles the type of trip you don't, you know, if you're doing Europe FITs and you're, you know, someone who plans in your same style and they are doing all like, you know, high end Caribbean, uh, Mexico, that kind of thing, then partner up. And that way your clients can, you can serve your clients both in the same way and you can figure out how to make that work together. That can, that can look a million different ways, whether it's just literally passing leads or, um, doing like a referral fee, um, along mm-hmm. the way. So that's another great way to, to really ex- be able to service your clients and, expand your business in that way in terms of the amount of people you're able to help and make a little money in the process without uh, any upfront out-of-pocket costs or the responsibility of growing and training an independent contractor. Um, I'm just going to, because Nikki Miller was one of the first people that I worked with on this. She hmm. has her own little program for it. Like she has a little contract. Everybody signs, um, to give her Disney. I think Sabrina of Enchanted Traveler does too. Um, yeah. But anyways. They, we've talked about that. I've thought about doing it for, I have to figure out what that looks like. I've thought about doing it before for like if, you know, if an advisor's too too busy and just wants to pass off their Ireland trip yeah. to me directly and then go back. To me, that, uh, that would be easy to do because it's not as if I book other destinations. So it's not keeping them. There's a risk right, of keeping, which is always that. For, yeah, well, Nick, like yes. Nikki's in particular, spells that out. She's very clear about that, but that's which I think is wonderful. Um, and at the end of the day, like I kind of looked at like if you if that client is, ends up being a better fit for you, then like that yeah, was meant to be. Um, yeah. yeah, like it yeah. it'll work itself out. Um, I was just saying, I did that with you ever since we've started doing that, and then I have that uh, France DMC that sh- her and I yeah. Have two now that I've handed over because y'all know how I feel about France. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, they're doing great with that. I'd actually uh, love to see the industry go go that direction a little bit more. More, that, more of that co-op-ish feel. Yeah, a little more of just a, a partnership in that way because there's times where I can tell that it would be, I don't want to say easier, but especially if an advisor is like too too busy or having a, in a period like on maternity leave or like in some stretch Mm -hmm. of their life where it's like I don't want to lose lose this and you could still like kick back some money on it then why not right because like yeah I mean I I think it makes sense well it's interesting too um working from the DM you're always the exception to this because you're based in the U.S. and you have a different viewpoint (laughs) let's just be real yeah but it's interesting some of the questions like the France DMC has asked me in relation to these that I feel like I've had to coach a bit on like how to best approach my client. Like, okay, cool. That that makes makes sense sense why you're asking. Here's how I would approach this. Here's how I do it so that she feels confident walking forward and can obviously close the sale. And, and it's a win-win for everybody then client wins, she wins, I win. Like it's a mutual, it's a nice little love triangle. And, um, Yeah, I guess, and I don't, it doesn't bother me. Maybe this is stupid, not strategic, but it doesn't bother me. Like that client obviously goes to France via them, has a great time, tells her friends about, I'm like, that's a win. I don't know. I just consider it a win. I just, I'm like, that's a win for all of us. They're working with a travel professional. Not everybody's going to want to go to France. Kind of like what you said though. Like not, it's, if it's destination specific, I'm like, then cool. Then I become a trusted resource. So yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that looks like long term. We'll see. So yeah, that looks, a yeah. list of questions um, to kind of determine if you are ready to potentially yeah. bring on. This is more specific to the IC. Yeah, we kind of wanted to cover that because okay. that's kind of sort of the direction that people topic. are going. Yes. Yeah, we went we went into some of the other ones just to talk about the difference. But like, if you're like, nope, I I am on this IC train, then this this you is what we think you should You ain't kicking be. me off, girls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This this is the some questions you should ask yourself just to kind of think through if you are if you're ready. I think the biggest one, or maybe the only one, they're kind of all related to this. Do you, besides financial, obviously, do you feel prepared to help slash coach 
this person for whatever amount of time, do you have the time in your schedule for at least once a week, if not every other week calls? Because we both, both Katie and I see the power in those um, yep. in our own experience. And knowing just what you guys have asked us, knowing that um, all of almost all of you are with host agencies and knowing the questions that we have filtered in, it always makes yeah. us wonder. I mean, I, we have a whole episode or two on host agencies. So something that I just always feel a little weary of when I see a pretty new advisor bring somebody with like less, let's say less than five years experience. Let's just give it a generic yeah. five-year role. Yeah. Um, bringing on ICs and then I'm like, how many times are you asking to be coached? Like, would you feel yes. comfortable if they came to you and they messed up with whatever? How do you feel like you're going to handle that? And then on the back end of that, do you feel like your host or affiliation or your whatever your agency situation is, is able to support you in that? So if, if you don't know the answer, don't know how best to proceed, do you feel supported by the company that you're paying out to? Because yeah. before I would even want to bring on an IC, I'd want to feel really good about the agency I was with. And then... Yes. Well, and yeah, also I think that, was the that kind thing. of, yeah, that sort of goes back to the, um, the confidence, yeah, confidence thing we were talking about before, because uh, the reality is something will go wrong. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, it, it may, it may not be their fault or whatever. We all know how this industry works. Like something will happen on a trip with a client and you may have to drop everything you're doing and talk them through that. And, and are you in a place to do that and if you're not like heather was saying like do you have the backup that can drop what they're doing and coach you on coaching them to get through it um and to me personally i think if you're in a position where it's like you you feel like you're still reaching out to other people for help really often when you're personally in those situations and by that i mean not just not just reaching out because obviously we all we all do that um but you know when when heather and i talk through if i'm having a problem i'm i'm looking for like someone to bounce ideas off with validate whether what i'm thinking is is, is in the right direction and also just some solidarity because whatever is happening. Yeah. yeah um and so but it, it, I, I don't feel like I'm in a position where if I was unable to talk to anyone, I would not know what to do. Like, ultimately, I know what I need to do to remedy any any issues that may arise. So I think if you're in a situation where you're still not personally, co like, fully confident in handling any issues that come up in your business, if, uh, with your travelers, anything like that on your own, then you probably aren't quite ready to be the leader for someone else and coach them through those situations. Because ultimately that is what, the, what you're doing. Like if you're working on an IC, it's really not, they're not an employee, um, but they are a part of your business. And if they're brand new, you, you're their first point of contact. You're going to be their um, mentor. And that's a lot of time and responsibility there. So it's it like- really is. If you got to kind of ask there, yourself in that way. Yeah, because you, yeah. you even said too, I think this was before we recorded, but like you're their, their gateway to the industry. Do you want that to be a positive or a negative or whatever it's going to yeah. be? You know, do you, how do you, how do you want your own name getting involved in that? And um, yeah, just knowing that like if they call you in dire straits, especially if they are running with your branding. Yes. You, can you handle yeah. that? Are you can in a place, it? in a season in your life that you can um, handle that? And I think a lot of it kind of wraps back up to this whole, it do, like the amount of time that you're really going to spend on them. And I don't yeah. think that that's ever like a, equated in. I I think that's the question I feel like most people are not asking themselves. Is yeah. do is I really, can take? I, how long will this take? And do I, do I have enough resources and or answers to really am I really the best resource for them right now and answering that honestly yeah, yeah. so and I and I would kind of add to that too if if you are if you are bringing someone 
on who is who is brand new um, or very little experience, let's say. So really, you're you're their exposure. You're teaching them the industry. Um, so yes, that's also going to take more time than just teaching them the basics because you got to teach them what is a DMC, <laughs> what is a tour operator, like all that. Yeah, explain it all. Time. Yeah, you got to explain it all from the beginning. Um, but that said, kind of going back to what we were talking about previously, if your thought process is, hey, I need to strategically bring someone on to take my Europe FITs, right? Well, if you yourself are not an expert in that currently, should you be the person training, training the person who's going to handle all of those leads that come into your business? Uh, to how to do that job. Like if you're not if you're not ready to to teach on a subject, then it's probably not <laughs> not something you want to bring an IC on for. Um, yeah, so I, I would kind of kind of put that out there that way too. Like it's not it's not easy for someone to just fill in. They're not going to walk in with that expertise. They're they're going to be as good as as you are. They're going to be as good as you teach them to be. So are you ready for that? And then the flip side of that too is if you're not and they turn out to not be so good, you're either going to have to have some hard conversations. Um, but that's also really risk. I think that's another question to ask yourself. Like how much risk am I willing to take for mm. my business? Because as we know, our industry is 100% relationships. That is our currency. So if you have an IC out there messing up your supplier relationships, messing up your client relationships, I mean, it could be pretty damaging to your business. If you say, where's your brand at? Mm-hmm. If you're, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's a really great point. I think that's a, a, a point that would, a lot of people don't want to look at either. They, yeah. I think it's, it's a very well, one-sided view. I think it's one-sided, but it's because it seems, um, it seems easy and then technically it is easy. I mean, you could slap together a contract and sign someone up tomorrow, well, but at the, at the end of the day, it's like, a I come, I come from a family of, uh, of business owners. I grew up on a farm. My brother had an electrician business for a long time. And, you know, one thing that we always would say, and like what my brother would always say, it was like, it's your, it's your name on the door at I the know. end of the day. So it doesn't matter if, if you're not the person who made a mistake along the way, like it's the buck stops with you. You're the one who's got to clean up um, the mess and deal with any repercussions of that. So it's not to be a Debbie Downer about it, but no, you got to so take the good, the good with with the bad, and with I think the risk. I, I'm not trying to go off on another tangent with this, but I think it it still is worth mentioning. It's still some of this points back to just because it seems easy, because every host agency is like, come on, not, and not every I, I realize, yeah. that, but like, <laughs> come on, bring them all on, and you're like, that's a whole other industry problem we have. Stop yeah. yourself, you know, be better than that and ask yourself these questions because to my knowledge, none of them are asking you these questions before that you're like, I'm bringing somebody on. Yeah. They're like, great, sign here, $50 or for whatever it yeah, is, that's you know? Thing. Yeah, because ultimately, I mean, we, we hear the complaints all the times about uh, from you guys about the host and about the lack of support. And obviously, that's not a blanket statement. That's just, you know, we're hearing Generalist. it though. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I think that's a really good point. Like, because ultimately, part of their business model is taking the the fee to sign you up. So, um, oh. for an, for a night, if you're if you're a very if you're a small um, a small business right now, if it's just you and you're thinking of bringing on some ICs, like that, it's it's imperative that they're able to sell. And are you prepared to teach not only teach someone in the industry, teach them an, a a lane? What's their expertise? Like, are they doing a certain style trip, a destination, whatever? Teach them that. And then also teach them how to sell, how to sell um, which I, I think is a hard skill that's a little lacking in our industry at the moment. Um, I know. I think our next episode is going to be how to be a better advisor in 2020. Yes. Because we're seeing yeah. a lot of lacking of uh, basics. So, and, and which is very reflective of once again, I mean, this is, I feel like this is what we've been saying for a year now since we've been recording in December of 18 um, it's just because of the amount of uh, inexperienced age advisors coming in like this makes sense yeah. but nobody's teaching these basics so 
Um, I think that's what we'll have to cover in the next one. Somebody did ask us yeah. a question on Instagram, and it was, I'm entertaining the thought of becoming an IC to get more experience in guiding. What questions should I be asking advisors who are wanting an IC? And I would actually reference back to our host agency podcast episode. We did an entire episode on what to ask yeah, host like agencies. Yeah, what to ask. Yeah. Yeah. So. 100%. I would and I would actually you back there. Yeah, go back there and uh, almost treat it like these are questions I always feel like um, clients should ask but never do when you're planning a trip where it's like, how long have you been doing this full time? Right. What is your expertise? Ask for some credentials. They're the person yep, who's teaching you. What do you want in a teacher? Well, and I think we said on that episode too, like ask for their top five or 10 sales, like top producers are, did they align yeah. with what you want to align with? Um, yeah. You know, so that you feel like you're around the right company. Uh, be in the being yeah. in the right room, as you like to say. So, I would yeah. reference yeah. that. But uh, I do think this conversation will evolve. Yeah. So I'm sure we'll record in a year, and this will be slightly different. Hopefully well, it's like everything better. else. It's yeah. Everything's kind of like constantly evolving, but mm-hmm. I feel like this is a good snapshot of where we are in this moment. Our thoughts on ICs in this moment. <laughs> We're um, live okay. With Katie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good rest of your day. Bye.